Have you ever stopped to think that virtually everything we use in our daily lives is based on technology? Even further, do you understand the software behind this technology? Welcome to The Art of Software with Martin Lacey. In today's program, you'll hear how software is created and implemented, why it's written the way it is, and learn from its success stories, proven best practices, and significant failures. Now, here is your host, Martin Lacey. Hi, and welcome back to The Art of Software. Today, we're going to be talking with our good friend, Stephen Bryant. Uh, we're talking about security at the gateway, gatekeepers and key masters, uh, what this means to your business, how to protect your business, and how to, how to protect your data. So it's, we're going to dive into uh, what's available today in terms of uh, implementing uh, security on your own business applications, be it be a website or your mobile applications, um, or if you're just a consumer as well, uh, the concerns you should have when you're using systems and the types of security that they're providing for you. So uh, to help us walk through the various uh, types of technology that's available to us today, and there's lots going on, uh, we're going to be bringing on Steve Bryant. Now, Steve is a, a, a cyber, uh, cyber sleuth. Uh, he's uh, head of operations at Canadian Ethical Hackers. He's also uh, doing uh, some really cool things with a company uh, uh, called uh, Minigate. And he's going to help us t um, explore what that is and what they do, um, because they're they're really at the forefront of uh, a new way of thinking, uh, a new approach, and a new solution to this gatekeeper issue. So, um, if you uh, don't mind, let's just bring Steve into play right now. Hey, Steve, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much for having me on your show. Can you hear me? Yes. Excellent. Uh, I do want to say thank you again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, and I, I do appreciate it every time that I'm invited. Oh, it's, it's awesome to hear from you. And I, uh, you know, I've been following you uh, a little bit and knowing what you're doing with uh, Minigate. So maybe why don't we just, um, before we jump into what's going on with the world and technology and security, um, maybe for our audience sake, um, who aren't as familiar with you as I, uh, maybe if you can, you know, br bring us all up to speed on where you're at um, and uh, what you're working on right now and, uh, you know, what brings you, uh, brings you to us. I know you're out in the UK right now and uh, you've uh, done some exciting things, got an award to tell us about. So why don't you just bring us all up to speed? Okay, for anyone who hasn't heard of Minigate before, uh, basically what we've done is we sought a solution to the problem of long cumbersome complex passwords that people were writing down which resulted in security breaches. 63% uh, of security breaches are a result of uh, inadequately protected or poorly stored passwords. So we realized that there was a significant portion of the industry that was working around one problem and we sought to seek a solution that would make it easier for the user to remember and more secure at the same time, which in itself sounds quite to be impossible, but mm -hmm. very fortunately we're, we're striving towards that on a daily basis where not only is it now, is it possible, it's getting better and better. Um, we, we come along with what we call the reverse flow authentication uh, and we deal with identity and access management systems. Anytime you log into, for instance, your emails or using pins to purchase something at the bank, you're identifying yourself to either the credit card user or the authorized purchaser, and you're identifying that you want to make that purchase so that they know that it's you. And likewise with your emails, anytime you're logging in, you're identifying that it's you, the owner of the email account, and you wish to access your email accounts. So normally what would happen and what's happened for the past, um, you know, umpteen years has been that, uh, or longer, has been that you put in your username and then you put in your password. And if the usernames and the passwords match uh, to the system's database, it authenticates you and it allows you access to whatever the identity and access management systems has set the parameter for for that account. Mm -hmm. Very basic, simple way of, of ensuring that not everyone can read your emails or access your money. Um, however, you know, as technology advances, so do the desires of miscreants who wish to abuse the system or steal. Uh, commit fraudulent activities, and this is the situation we have now, where you're forced to have passwords that are 
you know, multiple characters long. We're talking 15 with them. It's just how, how are people meant to remember all those and then change them every three months? It's obvious. Yeah, and, and the special characters you're off yeah. to use as well now. So it's like, you know, at symbols and all kinds of crazy things. Uh, you know, admin one, two, three. It's, it was just so easy and it was for so long and it worked so well. But, you know, eventually things come to pass and we find ourselves in the situation now. So we set forth, and, and I, I bring it back to reverse flow authentication. So normal flow authentication is, as I said earlier, username, password, and put it in the field, and that information is processed by a server. And right. then it's authentication is based on, on whether the re input that you've put it is valid response to what that. Yeah, and there's some encryption or some you know ability on the uh, on the back end to try and you know make it so that uh, whatever you pass isn't in clear text. Hopefully. Right, there is an encryption. The problem with this is uh, phishing. They put up a, a page that looks like your, you know, your login for your user, your, for your emails. You put in your username and your password. It's actually them. Now they go in with your username and password. They change access to your to your to your emails, and now you're locked out. Exactly. So you know, there's the same thing that's happening uh, uh, in at a lot of the ATMs as well. Putting up a false front. Right. Right. And just, in this case, it doesn't matter how complex. Or how simple your password is. If if you're giving that information away through a phishing scam or through writing it down, uh, the security measures that are set up have been outdone by the person who's who seeks to benefit them just by their own just by their own daily complicated lives and their inability to remember those long elongated passwords. Yes. So what so what we did to come around this is um, we've developed a, a system now where. We take your password, and let's say we reduce it to four characters, something easy to remember, um, and let's say one, two, three, four. And instead of you putting in your username, uh, Martin, yeah. um, uh, and, and your password, one, two, three, four, you put in your username, Martin, and up pops a grid of squares, four squares across by four squares down, so 16 squares, 16 right. tiles. And on each tile has... Four characters, and we've hidden your password one two three four in that order, somewhere randomly in the tiles. And so your password number one is on the tile in the top left, let's say, and your second number two is in the top right, and your third is in the bottom left, and your fourth is in the bottom right, like a bingo card almost. Right, and, and I guess there's other things on those tiles then as well. So you've got like the numbers one through nine. Multiple characters. So on your tile that might have your character number one on it, and that's the tile you want to pick, there might be another number nine, uh, number two, and number ten, or let's just say various of other numbers that don't correlate with your password. And you collect, you clicked on that tile. So you've you've indicated that your tile with the number one is is the one that you want to pick. But if I'm standing over you and I'm watching you picking, I don't know if your password is the one or the nine, or any of the other characters on that tile. And as you pick more and more tiles, it becomes much more difficult to determine what is your password. Because although so it's, it's one there, of the things on, on that tile. Right, and so uh, to make life even more complicated, now you have, let's say you have a four-character pin, you have picked four tiles, there are 16 characters that are on those four tiles, you don't know which of the four or the combination of the four that it is. Right. To make life... Or complicated, occasionally, randomly, there will be uh, one or more of your characters are not in the 4x4 grid. So what you do is you pick any of the other tiles to mislead the hackers into thinking that's what you wanted them to pick. But in fact, it doesn't correlate to your password at all. So, for instance, you brought up the bank at the cash point. If yeah. I if I'm there at the cash point and my password is one two three four and I push in one two three four, you know that my password is one two three four. You can now mug me, take my card and withdraw my money. With with the mini gate, you know your password is one two three four. I go to put in my password. I know it's one two three four. I pick the tile with a one on it. I pick the tile with a two on it. My three tiles not there, so I pick any tile and then I pick the tile with my four on it. You have no way of knowing what my password is. So this system allows multiple interceptions by displaying the password in a four by four grid kind of puzzle. And the object is, is the end user who the person who wishes to identify themselves has to pick their password out of the puzzle. 
So reverse flow authentication. And this allows for a four character pin to have a higher level of security than a multi-character uh, lowercase special characters. Um, in addition to the fact that you eliminate the need to write it down. Uh, yeah, so just yes. On, so we do solve two problems there. One is the complexity of, of passwords and, and the security contained within it. And the second one is um, people not having to write down their four-character passwords, right? It could be the date of birth of your children. It could be anything. There are a whole host of characters. Uh, you have emojis. So it's not just limited to numbers that are on the tile. You could have uh, symbols, any type of any type of you know graphic that you could identify and you can remember, and you put that in, and that comes when as soon as you put username up, then all of a sudden your four by four grid, we call it the gate, the gate pops up, the mini gate, and then you solve the mini gate. Now, no mini gates are alike. Every time you solve it, you have another mini gate. So you won't get the same gate twice. You'll get a different gate with different characters, all, and your password hidden into the tiles. And a you have a scrambled set. That's correct. Right. Okay, so, so what you can do, and let me just see if I can paraphrase this. Can you um, uh, put any character set in there? So, you know, instead of just uh, for case, case in point, um, if you wanted to just limit it to zero through nine and just make it a, a yeah, numeric, you know, very strict uh, restriction, could you do that? Or can you expand it to be alphanumeric or say make it the uh, a kanji character set or some um, uh, other tile based character or you know anything i suppose any any uh, a asian character set perhaps so the great thing about the minigate is that it's completely customizable based on the client's needs and by client i mean the company wishes to protect their data and their client's information and so um it really allows uh, people to protect themselves better and innovate and sorry and integrate the technology rather quickly. So when when uh, when um, you implement uh, Minigate, I, I guess uh, that that's your choice. Then you decide on what your character set is, uh, how many tiles you're going to present the number of characters on each tile kind of thing and, and uh, you know, run it like that way. It's customizable for each client. So if a client wants to integrate it with, uh, let me clarify that. Yeah. If a client wants to integrate it, let's say it's a kid's uh, email accounts. Well, then you're going to have emojis as your character sets. Okay. You could pick ice cream, chocolate ice cream, uh, you know, unicorn, starfish. And he, that's his password or her password. So they just have to remember the sequence. I, I did two marshmallows, uh, you know, a cupcake, and, and a cookie. Yeah, chocolate brownie, exactly. So uh, the, the varying levels of sophistication based on the gate, whether there are four, uh, you know, four tiles by four tiles, uh, is it a 16 grid, is it a 9 grid, is it a 5 by 2 grid, depending on what the media that you're looking at. If you're looking at a cell phone, you're going to want a 5 by 2 grid. If you're at a bank machine, you know, four by four grid is going to come up easier. Um, it, all, it all depends what the client wants. But the good thing is, is that each character set is different for each client. Right. And so the, the end user, the, the person who wants to identify themselves, cognitively learns day in, day out, this is my character set. They understand that these are the characters that I pick from. And if suddenly someone is fishing them, they not only need to know a way to get uh, an email or some type of information that misleads the end user into clicking on it to log in, they must know their character set because if, if you have an emoji set and then suddenly there are math symbols that yeah. are part of your, you know, you're going to be suspect, for example. So having different character sets, customizable for different clients in different ways, allows for uh, client or, sorry, end user server authentication. And that bears a great advantage to both the client and the end user. Wow. So, you, you know, this has some really cool applications. I mean, I'm thinking ones that uh, for kids, you're introducing them to games that are actually secured. And uh, young children now who are using their children's or their parents' laptops and, you know, their uh, iPads and so on, be able to give them a, a secured way to use it 
something that they can relate to. So this idea of emojis and allowing them to just touch on it. I mean, I can see uh, my my um, uh, my grandchildren, you know, three and four years old, who do who use their iPads. They they can actually use it securely using something like this. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, it allows a very simple, easy to remember character set to uh, provide a great deal of security whilst authenticating in an IAM. And it's very, yeah. very cool. I think yeah, we want to dig in a bit more on how we can possibly uh, take advantage of this, um, how businesses can take advantage of it, and uh, what, what other things are out there, what their failings are, um, try and demonstrate what are the, what are the choices um, and of course, from an end user's perspective, how this kind of thing would work and why it's so really cool and can apply and ap- appeal to uh, the very young, the very old, and those of us in between um, trying to remember darn passwords. So let's take a quick break there, uh, Stephen, and we'll come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Art of Software with Martin Lacey. To connect with the show today, you may call into 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd prefer to send an email, you may send it to m.lacey at laceytechnology.com. Now, back to The Art of Software. Hi, and welcome back to The Art of Software. In today's show, we're talking to Stephen Bryant, who's the head of Ethical Hackers, a Canadian operation, as well as uh, lead sales, uh, a marketing guy for uh, Minigate, which is a new way, a new method, mechanism, a means to secure uh, applications, businesses, software. So we're talking about what it is and how it works, um, what it means to businesses, what it could mean to you. And, you know, as we're talking about, even for me, there's coming up some ideas, some great possibilities uh, for business applications and what you can do with them. So uh, that's pretty cool. So, Stephen, um, why don't you recap and um, maybe uh, tell us a bit more about uh, how um, Minigate is being used. Okay, um, I, I do want to alleviate, if anyone's confused out there um, from my description, I'm not the most descriptive person, uh, and I'm trying to allow the, your listeners to visualize something, maybe right. you know, a picture of a thousand words. If anyone wants, you can go to uh, minigate.com, that's M-I-N-N-I, minigate.com, and there's a live demo there, you can see it. There's also um, a gate, an active gate, so you can see how it works, you can go create your own username. And there's a walk me through process, and you can step and you can and see how it is, so that you understand um, exactly how as we're following through. It might be easier for you if you're great at visualizing things, and it may not be necessary. But um, I would, you know, definitely encourage uh, anyone who might be confused at this point just to head over to Minigate, and everything that you need will be it'll be available for you there. And, and in fact, uh, what I'll do is um, uh, when, when this goes uh, live on Voice America, I'll make sure that the URL, the link to Minigate is there, as well as uh, on, face- on Facebook as well for our live feed. So our audience members right now can uh, to zoom over and be able to see what's going on. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, uh, I really appreciate that. I think if maybe if, we could, if there's some way we can inform the viewers uh, prior to the show, or at this point of the show, that uh, if they go there, they can get a visual. Uh, you know, it'll make it easier for them. Um, and that, that's, I, I imagine that'd probably be the best thing, uh, advice I could offer at this point to anyone who's confused. So, so, so let's there. see your, can you just give us that address again? It's Minigate, M I N N I G A T E dot com. And it's 
it comes from Min is his first name. He, he's the gentleman that invented the reverse flow authentication. Um, his surname is Ni, N-I is November Indigo. And so Minigate is the, is the web address that we have, Minigate, M-I-N-N-I-G-A-T-E.com. Awesome. Well, I am now putting that up on uh, the website along with this, and so our listeners can track that out. Great. It's a bit of a word pun there because it is such a tiny little uh, gate, but it's, it provides such a great deal of security. Um, so it's called the mini gate. And then, of course, Min, is, his name is, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess to build up that visual then, um, you know, uh, before when we talked, I, I, I referred it to like Mahjong tiles, which I guess you have to have uh, gone through uh, watching people play that game. Um, but it's, what's, another good, uh, what's another visual that you use to try and explain this? I think that's a great visual. You know, you, you, have, uh, you have the different characters on the set of tiles and you pick the character that ha- you pick the tile that has your character on it. It has other characters. So no one who's watching knows whether the character, which of the characters you picked is yours. And so it just hides the password in the plain view only to be selected uh, with, a, with a level of security. Yeah, buried within a collection of other possible choices that nobody really knows what you're choosing from. Right, as opposed to the system that you have right now that if you're intercepted one time, well, then you're in dire straits because they now have access to your, uh, to your system and they have the access to lock you out of your system, which is by changing the password, which is, I, I mean, depending on what your settings are, but the standard is they'll be able to lock you out, especially in something like an email account or, or a Facebook yeah, or worse, so your bank account where they just drain it, and then who cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, you see so that it, uh, that massive hack where all your uh, usernames and passwords uh, exposed, 733 million or something to that effect? Well, that's another advantage to this um, with this is that your passwords aren't collected anymore. They're displayed, and they're displayed in a, in a, in a grid format, in a gate. And so if a hacker hacks the database where the gate is, all they get is the jumbled up tiles with the password characters hidden in it. And they don't have an ability to read what the actual system or character set, the sequence, which opens up the gate. So if they do hack the database, your passwords aren't stored on that database. It's actually quite, it's quite, it's quite beneficial. Yeah, uh, can you explain that a little bit to me? I, I'm kind of um, a little bit lost or it, how, how that mechanism works in the back end. No, I, I got the front end where you get selected to tiles and um, that you're picking your your character, whether it's a number or alphanumeric or, or a, uh, an emoji or some form, um, graphical character from a set of other symbols on each of the tiles. You're actually and, picking the tile, and it's the tile sequence that unlocks the gate. And so when the system is asking for the input that's required, it's not your password. So a hack of that database, that, of that give and take, um, doesn't possess the password. It just possesses the tile sequence. Let's say we number the tiles from the top left to the top right, one through four, and the second row, five through eight. It'll just need to know that it was tile number three, tile number two, tile number seven, and tile number nine. Gotcha. So it's the tile sequence that, that unlocks it. Your character within it is how you identify the tile that it's after. Uh, and these right. characters that are on it confuse the people that are trying to steal your password as to which that it is. That's incredible. It's quite simple, which, uh, which led us to the Innovation Awards. Um, as, as we spoke of earlier, we were uh, very fortunate to be nominated by the Institute of Engineering and Technology in London, England, uh, which, as you know, represents the, the, global, uh, the global engineering and technology community. And we were nominated for uh, the Cyber Technology Award for um, in the, it's the Innovation of the Year Award, excuse me, the Innovation of the Year Award for Cybersecurity for 2018. And we were highly commended. Um, at that award ceremony and we took home a, a great plaque which has been very encouraging to us and has um, lit sparks for us 
uh, with respect to integrating this into different uh, organizations and agencies. And so it's been uh, it's been very good and very encouraging uh, to, to to be first off nominated and then shortlisted to the top five to the ceremony and then to be highly commended, which uh, has been very, as I said earlier, quite encouraging. And uh, it does put a put a bit of a glow on our our faces. We know that. Oh we yeah, no, that's that's a winner and. You know that that's really awesome, but I can't help but you know uh, I'm just like my the light bulb just went on in my head because I couldn't figure out how you could keep it secure in the database level, but it's because you're not even keeping the information in there. It's a sequence. Passwords don't have to be stored in there. It's just a sequence, and so the sequence is there, and so you're identifying the sequence with the character that's on it. That is really really cool. So how, how how are you managing with this now? Uh, is this starting to take off, or where are you going with this? Yeah, it's definitely started to take off. Um, the vast majority of my days are now consumed with this. So it's consuming quite a bit of time. Um, we're looking at implementing. Now we're, uh, we set up a game plan. Uh, we wanted to start with government agencies and then go from government um, into private sector. Okay. Uh, we wanted to start with uh, we wanted to start in private sector. We want to start with government agencies because we understand the value of the technology, and with governments and medicine, we thought those were the two: national security and um, you know uh, healthcare. We thought were the two most important things uh, that we could protect, and so we sought them in that order. Uh, there's a hospital where I'm from in Sudbury, Ontario, which was hacked, and at the moment. Uh, they're unable to treat certain uh, patients with different types of technology. I'm unaware of to the exact, so I don't want to speak out without, without knowing, but I know that there are people bereft of, of treatment that they require at the moment as a result of the hack. And so we definitely want to uh, now move towards hospitals and other government agencies, apart from self def- or national defense, into government agencies such as health departments to protect uh, health care. And then third, we want to go to private sectors like Amazon and Google and, and the big guys um, and, and definitely integrate our technology with them to help them save money with respect to fraud and, and fraud management as a whole. Wow. And is your technology available for, for commercial enterprises to make use of? Uh, you know, if somebody wants to be an early adopter and uh, build it into, I'm thinking, child security applications, child games, um, just for starters, not let alone some of the more uh, appropriate business applications. Yeah, we are now available to, um, to private sector. Uh, we're looking for companies, as I mentioned, in the order that we are, but we're willing to deal with 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 any any type of private sector company. Um, well, should, what do I say that any legitimate private sector? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, yeah, I don't open a can of words. I do work it's in fraud ethical management. hacking, right? <laughs> yeah, it is ethical hacking. I do work in fraud management. So, um, but you understand the the significance of that. If you can protect people's data, so your information, you have health records, you can protect them from hacks where. Uh, it's not a result of a password breach, and now machines aren't down. All of these things, all of these, you know, negative consequences of illegal hacking are, are you can save a lot of money and time and effort and frustration. I imagine the people who are seeking this treatment at the moment are well, well annoyed by the fact that um, some, you know, could be some hacker has basically hacked them out of possibly life-saving treatments that they require, and I can understand the frustration of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I mean, the, the the damage that can, that can be wrought from hackers indiscriminately just going after, you know, it's just after financial gain, if nothing else. I mean, the perpetrators of these attacks uh, are uh, in large part, I mean, they're being proven going back to uh, financing, you know, uh, North Korean governments and uh, other espionage, state actors and things like that. So these guys are... You read, yes, you're right, I suppose. Um, and and so by allowing, uh, if anyone wants to use this, basically we're open. We're open for business. Please contact me. Uh, my email address is stephen at minigate, M-I-N-N-I, gate.com. Um, they can contact you through, get a hold of me through you and contact the show. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, and that's maybe the best way. Uh, you can answer any questions that they might have or we can, 
I'd love to. I put them in contact with you, get uh, everything all put together. So, yeah, let me just reiterate that. If you need to get a hold of Steve or need some more information, uh, you can look look up on his site directly uh, or contact me. Uh, uh, My name is m.lacy at lacytechnology.com. Obviously, uh, in the technology field, helping him out in whatever way I can. Um, so uh, through me at LaceyTechnology.com, Lacey um, I can uh, we'll get you all set up and, and figure things out. I'm going to actually try and implement uh, Minigate myself. Uh, try a different couple of different ideas with some of the um, mechanisms I can see it being used for uh, my, my daughter's uh, handheld devices. Um, we have a sandbox. we have a sandbox for integration, um, you know, and customization, and then of course implementation. Uh, you have to teach the people how to use it. And right. Getting a lot of positive feedback on the simplicity of it. It's that's, I think that's one of its greatest selling points is that it's really just that simple, and and yeah. four characters to remember. So people are getting it. They like the idea of it. Uh, it's puzzle based. You know, brute force attacks are not going to work. Wire tapping is not going to work. Hmm. You know, uh, I'm thinking the, the very young and the very old. I mean, there's two target audiences. The very old are being ripped off, like daily, hourly, um, and uh, you know, helping them secure their information, their privacy, and letting them get on with their lives. And of course, the very young are being manipulated to giving up their parents' bank accounts. So, uh, yeah, this is it. Or they're, they, yeah, they they want a new token in whatever video game they're playing without realizing the consequences of them consuming a large portion of their parents' credit card or yeah. their grandparents' card or whomever's credit card because, you know, you need that token to get to the next level. Well, Absolutely. I want the next level. And I appreciate that. But we want to make it more secure for parents. This is a really simple way for them to do it, a four-character pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows, as I said earlier, a higher level of security. I think if anyone goes to the website, watches the video on how to how to, how to use the Minigate, how to create an account. There's a, there's a page there for them to set up a username and they can go pick their own characters and see how it works and play with it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll wager it out there less than two minutes, three minutes tops. Um, you should have a good firm understanding. As someone like myself, it took me a little bit longer to get my head around it. I, I'm a little slow at the beginning, but, uh, you know, 10 minutes tops would be the longest and it, it'll be the best 10 minutes because you, you won't have to write down your passwords anymore. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's just marvelous, and you know I'm I I, I like the the back end implementation of it as well. I mean I'm uh, I just love the details. Uh, we're gonna take a, another quick break here, Stephen, and um, we'll we'll come back and talk a bit more about uh, what's going on in the world with uh, cybersecurity and uh, how these bad guys are getting in and uh, where Minigate comes into play and how you can take advantage of the Minigate solution and technology. And, you know, maybe talk about what the licensing is like. Um, so with that in mind, let's take a one, our one last break, and we'll come right back with Stephen Bryant. Uh, this is La- Martin Lacey at Lacey Software for the Art of Software. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned into The Art of Software with Martin Lacey. To connect with the show today, you may call into 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd prefer to send an email, you may send it to m.lacy at lacytechnology.com. Now, back to The Art of Software. Hi, and welcome back to The Art of Software. 
Today we're talking with Stephen Bryant. We're going over the the gateway, how to secure access to your your business, your enterprise, your applications, and how secure you should feel using those systems from a personal perspective. How well protected is your data? Um, are do you feel safe? Should you feel safe? And uh, how? Um, how technology is evolving and of course uh, Stephen Bryant has got this really cool um, innovative uh, technology that uh, they're making available uh, called Minigate so we've been talking about how it works um, how you can make use of it so we're going to continue on with that talk talk about exactly how how complex it can be and not be as well as how secure it is uh, because of course like anything else the more characters or the more uh, choices you have the more complex it becomes to break and it beca- the more secure it is so it has a f- similar type of uh, um, uh, penetration capability uh, the the more uh, characters you add to it the the more difficult it gets it's just exponentially or some some factor more complicated or harder to break into than traditional uh password mechanisms so maybe steve if you could uh, uh jump in there and uh trying to help uh articulate what i'm trying to say yeah okay so you can uh, as we talked about earlier uh, integration is a very simple process it doesn't take very long it is not a um it's not like a, a giant program that you launch in your computer. It's it's a bit of code. It uh, it scrambles up a, a series of characters into a four by four tile or a customable customizable uh, grid, and uh, based on the sequence that is picked, it it allows you access to the system. It's very simple. Integration is quite easy. Uh, it's not that complex. That's that's the, that's that's one of the joys of it is the simplicity of it. So imp- uh, integration is very simple. Um, how we're what we're doing is we're lic- offering license usage agreements uh, for for clients, and they can contact us us to have, to have a, a look and and see how that system works. And then we we work with them to integrate it and then implement it with their with their users. It is not difficult to integrate, and I, and I can't stress that enough. Uh, as for the security levels, you're right; it's quite customizable. You can have uh, a character set that's smaller, a character set that's larger, more characters on a tile, you can have more tiles in a grid. And so by doing this, um, you can increase the difficulty and the security and allowing the amount of interceptions before uh, someone can hack through. At present, you have one interception and, and you're, uh, you're in deep trouble. Uh, with, with Minigate, we allow multiple interceptions based on complexity and based on uh, how difficult you want to make it. Uh, so it, it, it does allow that. It's very customizable as, as opposed to now where you can't make passwords um, easier apart from taking away the lowercase, but even then you still need, you know, a, a password system. So this allows a very simple password system to have more security. Can you imagine if you had only four character passwords uh, for, for your email addresses? It wouldn't take long to brute force through that. With Minigate, because each gate is different, there is no brute force, so you can have four character pins. Um, and and that's that's where a lot of the value lies is that the passwords are a lot easier to remember. You don't have to write them down, which is a massive security risk. And then secondly, the database presents the 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 password to the user as opposed to the user writing it in a field that can be nicked, stolen, intercepted, usurped, and used for ill-gotten means. Does that answer? Yes. Yeah. And. Uh- you know, it's it's really that 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 sequence that um, I, I got to keep on coming back to is, is is the sequence in which you're you're presenting and choosing your your tiles that that that's a key to it as well. Even if you you know are able to get through the sequence, you still don't know what the password is. So the next sequence is going to be different, and so it. You know, you don't you're not able to intercept the password if you're picking a sequence, and the sequence changes every time. And because of that sometimes the characters aren't there and you have to pick a random tile, it even adds more confusion and more dilemma to the hacker. So the hacker picks the low-hanging fruit and goes to the standard password, username, and password system uh, that we know has to be as, as useless to almost useless. 
So uh, how would somebody uh, say one of our uh, one of our audience members would like to try and make use of this? Do they have to contact you first, or is there a means for them just to try it out, implement it? Do you follow some some sequence of steps? Do you have that kind of thing outlined, or yeah, we're we're at a point where we're looking at larger clients who have uh, masters of programmers or professional programmers that they have on board. And we like to sit down and understand what their needs are and allow them to understand what their options are to customize, to accommodate those needs. And then from there, we would go with the simple implementation uh, into basic systems that they run, for instance, uh, Hotmail with their, with their email address system or Yahoo with their email address system, same. Uh, these are the types of clients that we're looking at now, larger companies. But if anyone really is keen to try this, uh, the live demo is there. They can send us an email, and we will help them at any size. Obviously, we're prioritizing on on government uh, and defense and then health and safety uh, in that priority. But obviously, we want to get the technology to everyone. And we'll be, we, we do have a, a web page uh, for our sandbox for people that who are clients that have signed up with us. Uh, they can access this. And there are there are scripts in there that they can use, and so we have you know we have a system in place that's developing all the time that allows for quick integration, that allows for not necessarily a one-on-one, but there's a you know an APR document that'll explain everything and and the customizations and how it works, and depending on their level of sophistication and programming and understanding of how we've written it, then it could be easy peasy. But we are available, so it's available in those two ways. All right. Well, I'd like to offer myself, uh, I'll, I'll, I would, you know, if anyone's out there listening uh, from the business side, uh, if you're interested, I can help you try and take a look at evaluating this as well. So just uh, putting that out there, uh, I'm going to experiment with um, Minigate and uh, I'm more than willing to try and help anyone else that's uh, uh, wanting to try and dabble with this and see how they can make use of it for their uh their business or uh, you know, uh, other venture. Oh, that's great. We really appreciate that. Um, it, one of the other things that's made it enjoyable is that we're not in a competition with other forms of technology to protect uh, software and, and technology or information. Thank you. For instance, uh, you know, you have fingerprint scanners. They're in competition with the Iris Sky scanners. And then they have the facial recognition. People are, we we are so simple uh, and it's so uh, you know very efficiently integrates with with anything that we are a accompaniment we add as a level of security as you know ai has just determined a way to to reproduce the fingerprints and the palm prints and mm-hmm. you know the picture uh, you know your facial recognition to unlock your phone well there are people that have had things on their phone that they thought we're private. They've been stuck in a police station. The police officer just takes the phone, says, look at me, unlocks the phone, and now has access to their information. So if they'd have had a mini-gate on any of these different types of scenarios that we've just discussed, then they would have had a second layer where even if they bypass the first layer, there's a four-character, four very simple code to get through. Um, so and we company in, in addition to adding layers of security. Well, then not only that, all these uh, really cool uh, new security mechanisms, bioscanners, uh, you know, fingerprint, I- iris, facial, um, all those require an additional hardware, additional very complex algorithms to to do the analysis, provide the 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 the, the um, sequence of data points which represent that information. And then that's used to validate, and that that whole mechanism is is costly in itself, all the way down the pipe, and can be subverted. So you know that 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 to me just goes wow, that's really you know cool technology, but it can be easily subverted, and with Minigate or with the idea of creating different types of character sets on these tiles. It, it you don't need anything complex to implement it. Like I can oh, do that on my website right now. I could it, it, create. A, sorry, go ahead. Well, I can create a, a set of characters that um, you know my kids uh, or my kids' kids identify with, 
and allow them to choose 20 that they want in their alphabet of, of security and then they can pick their passwords and you know they'll be happy to live with that uh, and of course mom and dad will be just tickled pink yeah the, it provides different layers of security and as you say it is quite customizable and this is where uh, you know whomever's in charge of the of the database and the requirements for the identity and access management system would know exactly what level of security they want to acquire they want to know how complex it is they know their audience they know their user ba- database and, mm-hmm. and that's why it's not just a plug and play there are various levels of sophistication in this in this reverse flow authentication and it's what you need it for sometimes you have multiple sets you have a set of employees that are at a low level of authentication or you have a high level of of what you're trying to protect and you want to add more security um so again each each instance is completely customizable um one of the things that the minigate does that the other systems don't do is we require knowledge based input and it's mm-hmm. important to discuss that because what happens is, is if I have a biometrics on my phone, my phone knows that I'm holding my phone, but does it know that I want to make the purchase that my phone is making at the moment? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't you know, show the intent. Your yeah, if intent. I, right, and, and if I use uh, all the other systems, fingerprint, okay, I might be scanning my finger on it. Maybe, it, maybe it's not, you know, the artificial intelligence reproduce, that. but if, if there's knowledge-based input, that's all something that's in my head and only in my head, and I use that, I guarantee that that's what I want to do. So not only is it me that's doing it, I, I want to do that. And so in, in an instance with a biometrics, you could accompany the phone with the knowledge base input. So you verify that that is that person holding the phone and that is what they want to do. So that's what I was mentioning earlier about it. It just adds a level of security to every system that's available right now with something simple like a four character pin. It's easy to remember, especially depending on the character set that you choose. It could be, like you said, different sets of characters and numbers and emojis, Christmas tree emoji. You know, you change it at Christmas, Christmas present, Christmas tree, snowflake, house. <laughs> uh, and it's then, to get into your present. I like that. <laughs> always encourage people to change their passwords. You know, it, it adds to security. It adds. And if it's a four character password, you could change it every month. It's yeah. It's not hard to remember. You know, and, and especially with the way the system's set up. So we do encourage people to constantly change their passwords. That hasn't changed. The only thing that changed is that when you're authenticating, you're no longer inputting the password. The password's being given to you, and you just have to pick it out from the, from the puzzle, as it were, the, the gate, the mini gate. And it's very simple, very small, and very easy to implement, but it cr- provides a great deal of security. And a great, you know, it provides, it's basically like a flax jacket for the internet, provides multiple interceptions. Well, this has been a very cool conversation, uh, Stephen. Uh, where are you off to next? Uh, well, we're off to Iceland soon. We're going to be checking out the, the Blue Lagoon and other various attractions that uh, Iceland is beholding. I've always wanted to go there. Um, it, it's been excellent. Wow, the, uh, awesome. the tra- we've, been, we've been dealing, uh, as, as I mentioned, our first priority is... Uh, is foreign governments and, and yes. uh, national governments. So we've been, I've been doing quite a bit of traveling as of late and been traveling quite a bit. And it's been uh, very interesting as I love being on travels. But uh, the, the thing about this is that it, it works for any language as well. Give you yeah. any character set. It doesn't have to be in English or it just translates to whatever the character set you could pick. It could be non, uh, you know, non-linguistic. It could be just characters and symbols. Well, that that that's that's the key thing I'm I, I'm um, pegging on is that you know it, it can be culture based, right? Uh, it could be a age based. So it's really about targeting your audience with something that's convenient, memorable for them, and yet doesn't have the burden of uh, you know having those those passwords or you know the, that sequence. Uh, of of choices to be um, encrypted in the database. It's the order in which they're presented and chosen. That's right. It's 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 a separate system, and it's really great the way um, people have. Once they see it, once you see a visual of it, and you understand how it works, and you see it, you just yeah, we get a lot of feedback of it. This is really simple. And that's exactly what, we, what we're seeking now is a way to make sure that everyone has the experience of, 
of looking at the at the mini gate and seeing how it works, thinks to themselves, well, this is really simple. I can do this because it is really simple and, and you can do this. So that's where we're pushing towards now is uh, methods to have the people understand it in a very simple way. Um, and you can, as I said, the characters are non, they're not dependent upon language. So it doesn't matter where they're from. The visual is the same. Well, I, I wish you best of uh, luck with this, Stephen. And we'll, we'll be touching base with you as you, you know, move about the various countries and uh, demonstrate the technology and get buy-in. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it in a, in a large-scale uh, production mechanism and also uh, doing it on my own, showing people how to do it. So I guess just to recap for everyone else, let's give them your um, your uh, Minigates uh, website address again. That's M I. N N I G A T E dot com, right? That's right. Min M I N Ni N I Gate G A T dot com. Minigate dot com. Awesome. Well, it's been fantastic having you on the show today again, Stephen. Uh, best of luck. I know it's late where you are. That's probably oh gee whiz, it's uh, what two o'clock in the morning now. No, pressing 11 p.m., but yeah. <laughs> uh, not too bad, then. Okay. <laughs> Have a good night, Stephen. We'll talk to you soon. Best of luck. Thank you very much. We do appreciate that, and I thank all the listeners for listening this evening or this afternoon, depending where you are. Awesome. Well, you've been listening to The Art of Software. I'm Martin Lacey from Lacey Software Technology. Please come back. Have a look. Listen to me. Uh Send an email to myself or, or uh, Stephen. If you want to know more about Minigate, I'd be happy to uh, help out. m.lacy at Lacey Software Technology. Uh, m.lacy at LaceyTechnology.com. And uh, we'll go from there. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Art of Software. Be sure to join your host, Martin Lacey, again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.